Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You know, we get off, we had a really good rhythm in the beginning. I think the one danger of when you do want to play people and uh, the rhythm... Really, we got out of rhythm with just two guys going in. It shouldn't change the rhythm, but it did and uh, completely turned the game. Uh, we never got back in the rhythm. We won because we're just we're ahead. And they couldn't, you know, they couldn't convert enough to get back all the way in it. But, you know, we had a good rhythm, but we just made a, a couple changes and we should be able to do that. Um, it was not not good. We got guys that will pass, want to pass, look for each other. Um, you know, t- today's one of our, you know, probably not one of our better games, really. But uh, Elijah's doing a great job moving the ball, making plays. I mean, 19-9, you know. I mean, he's uh, nine rebounds. I mean, he was close to a triple-double, one away. Uh, it's, he's playing great. You know, we're still working with Robert. His legs are not great. We're still trying to figure out what the best option for him is. We haven't made a decision there, uh, but we will make one soon. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q Station? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there. Join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Welcome. Happy Monday. Day late. Our bad. Neither one of us were really feeling it yesterday, to be quite honest with you. That's why I submitted so easily when Joe suggested maybe we put it off a day. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, anyway, um, rate, review, and subscribe, if you would. As always, we thank all of you who already have. Um, iTunes the best place for that, but you can do it anywhere. We appreciate it, no matter what, obviously. So, um, yes. Joe, there, yes, there are some rumblings. We heard Coach just talk there a second ago, and there are some rumblings about um, Robert Braswell. Syracuse trying to seek a medical red shirt for Robert Braswell. So, um, I guess, you know, this has been a problem he's been having so far all year, and maybe that's why we haven't seen a lot of him. And it's kind of been a mystery. There's been some frustration, and, um, you know, right. the fans are calling for him and stuff. He comes out yeah. in the game against Niagara. He, he's two for two from behind the arc. and um, But, obviously, dealing with some issues. So, Yeah, well, again, this and this is probably why... Some people, even maybe me, you know, I could be dead wrong on this because, again, you there's are. things there's things that always happen behind closed doors that you don't, you know, there's reasons why maybe things aren't happening. So, again, um, 
I don't know if this is a situation where it's necessarily hindered him from getting on the court, but obviously it, it seems like he's wanted to play him more and give him a little bit more time against some of these lower conference schools. And, and we haven't seen that. And, and that could definitely uh, be attributing to, to that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we don't know for sure, but look for that. I would suspect. Right. Um, the football wrap up is available. We did a uh, football wrap up extravaganza. Yeah, I'll say. Tyler. <laughs> with Tyler, we I think it was an hour and a half long, and we ended up we ended up m- me, Tyler, and Joe throughout the whole thing. Tyler's on for forty five, then Joe do Joe and I do about forty five minutes of roster stuff. Um, but then we just hung out for like another hour and a half on Skype, like a bunch of old men with nothing better to do so anyway i almost wish i never stopped recording but um anyway you could check it out you could skip through it you can sift through it some of it's pretty good um but that is up the 2019 syracuse football wrap up and roster um 2020 class um preview so all right. Well, with that said, it's time to talk about Niagara. It's time to talk about Notre Dame. The Orange managed a sloppy seventy-one to uh, seventy-one to fifty-seven win over Niagara in the last non-conference game of the season. They'll have uh, about another week's worth of practices before finishing up the holiday break uh, with their third conference game of the season. They'll face the nine and four Fighting Irish Saturday in the Dome at four o'clock, and we are going to get into all of that stuff. But first, I want to tell you about Blue Chew, BlueChew.com. If you want to increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed, well, listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill. You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit, uh, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free just use the special promo code armchair and pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code armchair. Try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, and faster. And we thank them for sponsoring this show and Armchair Media. Remember, they do not promise any guaranteed results. And nowhere do they claim that they cure disease. So, um, <clears throat> with that said... Uh, Syracuse, as I mentioned, they finished up non-conference with an eight and five record. They went one and one in the ACC. And when you look at it as a whole throughout the whole non-conference schedule mixed with the conference games, I guess there's really no bad losses, um, but there's no 
nothing to hang your head on, no signature wins either. So uh, the Orange's best win against Georgia Tech, who is currently ranked 113th in the net rankings. Uh, Cuse sits at 80 in the net rankings and going into conference play and the rest of the year, we'll be hitting up the net rankings and the quadrant wins wins and stuff like that. But the good from Niagara, Syracuse did out rebound Niagara by a huge margin, 46 to 33. Now, obviously it should be, um, the disclaimer should be told that this is the smallest team in the country. So with that said, uh, they also outscored the Purple Eagles uh, in second chance points, 15 to 11 on 12 offensive rebounds. Buddy and Hughes looked ready to start some ACC action. Uh, like you heard Coach talk about, Hughes was uh, nine assists, nine rebounds in 19 points. He was a assistant rebound away from a triple-double, or, I mean, multiple things you can you could look at there. And right. Buddy did really good, too. Five for nine from three-point line, five for 11 from the field, finished with 15 points. So uh, as a team, uh, they shot 44.4% from the field. Now the bad Syracuse had just four turnovers in the last game against North Florida with uh, 22 to four assist to turnover ratio. Niagara is probably going to be the easiest game on the schedule. And uh, we know how the orange sometimes like to play down to their competition. With that said, Syracuse had a 15 to 16 assist to turnover ratio against Niagara, which is just awful. Uh, Elijah, he led the team with five turnovers. And one of those was a straight pass to the back of Gerard's head. There was some really bad passes. There was a couple of bad lobs uh, for some alley-oops and just sloppy all around. And that's not even ugly. The ugly, I think, had to be... The, the, the I'm not seeing this consistency from the bench. It's not a thing. You if you mm-hmm. look at if you look at the box score, it's it's terrible. I mean, you got Braswell played seven minutes and he did the most with six points and um, two defensive rebounds. Quincy Guerrier played 15 minutes, zero points. Yeah, a block, two turnovers, and three rebounds. Yeah, no, they were talking about it in the telecast as well, and uh, obviously. Um, we don't have that. That was something that we didn't we didn't get this year. And again, maybe this does attribute to some of the the fact that we did have a really tough non conference schedule and that we had two ACC games in the first thirteen. Um, that usually doesn't happen. So, but again, I mean, excuses aside or reasons aside, uh, they're, it's not there. So there's no reason as a Syracuse fan to be confident. Uh, right. Any, that's that's really what it is. Uh, Sadibi he put up some numbers basically because he was playing against six, seven, six, he's eight a tower. guys. Yeah, but he but Joe he looks great on a stat sheet. Um, but it didn't look dominant uh, with your eyeballs. No, no, it definitely no, didn't. A double double, and, thirteen rebounds, ten points, but just sloppy, terrible basketball. Yeah. Really. And, and and when you talked about the turnovers, they won the turnover battle. It was sixteen to nine. Not sixteen. I think you said fifteen, sixteen. It no, was 16 that was the, that was our assist to turnover ratio, fifteen to sixteen. Oh, okay, yeah. And the, the turnovers were sixteen to nine, so we had yeah. seven more turn, turn, turnovers than them. And Niagara, yeah. had, Niagara had thirteen steals. That's nuts. Yeah. So again, um, yeah, that's the ugly. That's the again. Uh, this team is tough because you don't know what to think. But we're so used to Syracuse playing down to their competition. They've done yeah. it. They've done it since I can remember. Since I was mm-hmm. peeing green. I don't even. I mean, yeah. this and, is nothing and this new. Is, and this is another. This is another game with another situation where we. It was a double digit win or a double digit loss, and we're still. Right. We've gone through the first thirteen games like that. Right. And you know, to look at it, you're looking at the net rankings. All of our losses um, 
our top 30 losses except for um, Virginia. Right now, Virginia, they're 10 and 2, but they have them ranked as like 66 or 67 in the net rankings. I don't really understand that. I don't know if it's because of like the, the amount of points per, that they're scoring or differential yeah. or just ba- maybe bad losses. I don't know. But um, it has to, it's got to have something to do with their offense, at least a little bit. Yeah, probably that, and the fact that I do think that they lost, they had a bad loss. But um, yeah, they, you know, needless to say, it's, it's one of those things where we, it's we don't know how good we are. Like we have no idea how good we are. It's just not even because, again, everybody that we're supposed to beat, we beat by more than ten, and any everybody that we lost to is is a decent squad that beat us by ten. <laughs> so we're somewhere in the middle, and. It's going to be interesting to see when ACC comes, ACC play comes uh, Saturday, where we are. I think Notre Dame's a perfect, um, perfect game to see, you know, where we are because I think they're trying to figure that out too. So, yeah, I think I would, I'm, 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 I'm with you there, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But, yep. um, is is there any real? Is there any other than just critiquing the game? Is like for what it is. Yeah. Is there anything I mean, to really take out of the Niagara game other than No. Right. Other well, than I mean, no, but you not really. Buddy Buddy and Elijah. We got Elijah. He's averaging like over twenty points a game now. I think it's second in the ACC to uh someone from Louisville, I believe. So oh, I just mm. tweeted this out. I just retweeted this from James. Well, they had um Hold on, I got it. Right here. It's right here. Um, Syracuse, this is from at James Zuba on Twitter. Syracuse's Elijah Hughes is second in the ACC in scoring with 19.8 points a game. He is trails only Jordan Noir, Nora, okay, Jordan Nora, yeah. yeah, of Louisville, and uh, Jordan's 20.2 points per game. So, right, right. So right there on his heels. Right, he's carrying us, and again. Uh, this is a game where he doesn't need to. So you, I think we've seen a little bit of I mean, uh, there's certain times I can't really name specific games, but I've seen Elijah Hughes kind of turn it on, turn it off, kind of try to get his teammates involved more. And I know that Beheim has been wanting to get uh, – Coach Beheim has been wanting to get more of those bench players in because we need that confidence. We need to be able to have guys come off the bench and actually contribute and do things uh, – so he could be even probably farther ahead than where he is right now, yeah. realistically. So, yeah. So uh, anyway, I mean, I guess my point is, is that unless you unless you look at look at the play of Elijah and Buddy, who are the only consistent things that really happened that game, even Gerard struggled. I mean, one for seven from from distance. And only right. four, four, twelve from the field altogether. Well, so. again, too, you also have to put in the Paul's factor and the fact that there was this whole homecoming thing, and the players yeah, wanted yeah, to play yeah, tough yeah. for them, and they weren't. I mean, we did have our some bench players coming and play more than they probably normally would in certain games. So, uh, yeah, there, there's reasons for that. I mean, Niagara went out there; they played tough. They played tough, hard nosed defense, um, and didn't give up, just like the way that Paul's played. So. Yeah. Um, do you want to see what the fans had to say real quick? Last non-conference yeah, game, it was a little weak, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Let's do it up. Understandable, understandable. Yeah, totally. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you know the deal. Go to the socials at the end of every game. I propose a question for you to leave your comments, thoughts on the game. Leave your comment, and uh, you know we're trying to get a we tried to mix it up here, but it, it the games have been so they've been mirroring each other so much that it's been uh, it's been difficult to get 
um, to get a lot of different opinion here. But let's see what we got. Uh, Robert on Facebook, turnovers and rebounding. Sadibi should have 25 boards. Those little dudes were getting way too many. <laughs> and, I mean, exactly right. Because you look at Sadibi, he should have dominated the inside in that game. It shouldn't even have been close. And, I mean, the dude even pulls up like a 18-foot jump shot and pulls <laughs> Pulls it off. So, yeah. I mean, you know, he he was doing all the things, but it's just he would do one good thing and he throw the ball away. Or, yeah. Or, 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 or I mean, he had three turnovers. I know. I mean, he missed that pass that Elijah threw to him, and uh, he had some blocks. Uh, obviously, you're going to get that kind of stuff when you're playing against smaller guys, and he still had 13 rebounds. But again, I five kind of, blocks. I'm, I'm on the same kind of the same thing as this as this fan is. He should have got a lot more. Uh, and when you watched it with your eyeballs, he didn't. It didn't look dominant. It wasn't no dominant double double with five blocks and three steals. And because, no. like you said, he made mistakes. And then there were times where smaller guys got rebounds over him. Yeah, and it's it's typical Sadibi. I mean, he's just not. He's just not. Well, maybe he is pulling his weight. What is he? <laughs> I, it's, it's it's not much. But I'm just saying. He's not doing enough, and until that improves, it's going to be a struggle, and, and we'll get into that. Uh, well, yeah, Greg, yeah, I mean, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say the good thing is is that he's uh, ACC play starting. You can always redeem yourself. You can go in there. Oh and, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, let's see. Greg on Facebook, typical Q's ball, play up or down to the competition, and absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, we just talked about it and we, you know, you see it every year. There's always a few games, a handful of games, whether it's beating a number one Duke at Cameron indoor last year or with Zion in the game or, um, you know, almost, you know, <laughs> struggling. Niagara against Niagara. On Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's constant. So, um, let's see. Josh on Facebook, when your starters have to finish the game against Niagara, that's a problem. So it it got a little – I mean, look, they didn't get within 10. Once Q's got a double-digit lead, that was it. It never got within 10. Got to 11, and I, maybe it did get to 10, but it never got back into single digits. I don't even yeah, there's, Look, there's a lot of teams that are looked at as better teams than us, and they're ranked higher, they got better records, all that stuff that have had – worse losses than we've had this year. So again, a close game in Niagara, close, but no, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, at Mackie underscore 62, Dolzai needs to shoot. Uh, Goodine and Braswell need more minutes. Defense is horrendous. Well, we know about Braswell. Goodine, I, you know, we've, we've, we've heard of the, the calling of the benching of Buddy and putting Goodine in. Look, Goodine it's going to be even a slower progression from here because with the way ACC play is likely going to go, you're looking at buddy Elijah and Gerard. They're going to get, I mean, I, they're look, going to get a ton I, of minutes. I, I don't understand that at all. If that's just some, that's to me, that's either people stirring the pot or people really just uh, are just looking for, I don't know. They're looking for something. I mean, they want to look at the nepotism and say, oh, it's his dad. So I don't know. Oh, like you, you said, though, last year, we everybody loved Buddy. He was the savior. Right. So what changed? I mean, I thought I think he's gotten better. And I, I, I don't know how any type of basketball fan or anybody who has been watching these games with their eyes 
can honestly say that Gnarin should be playing everybody. Well, this guy's not saying that, but we heard that last episode. And no, I'm not saying I'm not saying this guy. You know what I'm yeah. saying we were talking about the subject came up and right. people have talked about it. So I'm just saying. Oh yeah, and it wasn't just the one guy. I've seen it before. It's insanity. Right. It's insanity. It, it's basically this. It's basically this. It's basically really sour fans that are frustrated, so they just say mean things. You know, I mean, it's just likely what it is. Just people saying mean stuff because they're frustrated. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we'll see. We I, I doubt we'll see Braswell for the rest of the season, to be honest with you. So um, that's going to be a man down. And they're just going to have to – Gary A is, is going to be the one guy that's really going to have to step up. And, and, and Dolezal yeah. has done his part, but he needs to step up too. I mean, Sadibi, I just – no offense at all. And, and I just – I don't see it. I don't know. No, I think that we we see what CDB is. Right, exactly. I think what you see is what yeah, you we see at. what CDB is. Dolzhai, uh, I think he does have to get confidence shooting. He is going to have yes, to take those jumpers absolutely. and make the plays off the dribble 100%. Um, and again, we're the good thing about freshmen is that they are just freshmen and that they can at some point they 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 can get it or they can get used to the speed or you know, sometimes it's just it just takes a little while. But it happens in the middle of the season sometimes all the time. So, again, just because they're not doing it now. And we didn't doesn't... see – Buddy really didn't come out of his shell until ACC play started. And we were like, holy cow. I mean, where was this in non-conference? Last year, that's how he That's how he came out. He came out in ACC play. Yeah, and we talked about it, right? So, yeah, absolutely. And, again, we are going to need people to come off the bench. So they are going to have their chance to do it. It just comes down to – when is it going to happen or is it going to happen? I just, I wouldn't go off the whole, you know, I wouldn't look at it and say, I mean, I expect Joe to get better and I expect Quincy and Gedein to get, Quincy Gary and uh, Bryson Gedein to get better. Um, I would expect them to get a little better throughout the season than Sidibe getting a little bit oh, better throughout the ab- season. Absolutely. He's been, he's been here for three years, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and he's healthy now. The, he's healthy. His legs are good. Everything's supposedly yeah. good. With the players that we have in the starting lineup, you pretty much know, other than Joe, and I think getting a little bit better, you know what the other four are. Absolutely. And I, I think Doljai can get a little bit better with confidence and shooting and scoring. But other than that, you know who they are. It's the other guys and what kind of leaps they're going to make throughout the season. Doljai is one of those guys. He just doesn't like to make mistakes. I feel like he he's just a guy who just... He takes it. No, like, he's the constant. He's the consummate team player. And I used yes, to have. Uh, exactly. I mean, I used to play. I was a football player that played basketball, but I was athletic. I was team player defense didn't take a lot of shots. People like to play with me. Right. I played my role just like him. Did all the right. dirty stuff, you right. know. Yeah. But at the end of the, then the end of the day, you got to shoot. I was yeah. doing the same thing. I was not looking at the basket. I wasn't shooting. I didn't want to make a mistake. I didn't want to miss it. I knew there was other players on my team that could shoot better. So I wanted to get it to them. But when no one's guarding you. You gotta be. You gotta make yourself a threat. If, Otherwise, if, you're yeah, making the other totally, team. You're making totally. it easier for the other de- team to play defense. Right, because so Dolarzai could be three dimensional. He just shoots and makes some shots. I mean, yeah. he's great on defense. He passes the ball just as good as anybody. And if he's getting if he's getting shots off, he's making shots. I mean, you got the total package. It's Dolarzai. Yeah. And the confidence <laughs> thing is right? a factor. Oh, absolutely. Because I didn't, I didn't think I had a shot, and I mean, I still don't. But I mean, I made enough for people to actually have to. Look at me as a threat there, you know, and then that changes the game, helps out your team. So right. that's that's what he's got to do. I mean, you had, had Goodine going in. He, he missed at least two layups that I remember. 
I mean, he looked, a, he looked a little out of control. And again, it's still the speed and yeah. still trying to figure it out. And I know he hasn't gotten his chances, but again, we've had those tough, not tough non-conference games where we're trying to win these games. So it's not a time to yeah. experiment and learn. No, it's not. But at the same time, you know, you gotta, you gotta make the most of what you get. And uh, he hasn't done much of that. So uh, let's end it with a couple positive ones. The only positive ones. What are you moaning about? What was that? I was just. I was, <laughs> what the hell was I that? I was gonna. Say, I was basically <laughs> saying that really nobody has. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I mean, what I was kinda. thinking when you said that. Like he hasn't taken a lot of. Like he hasn't taken opportunity. Or I chances, feel like Gary Gary has a few times. He's he's taken advantage. I mean, he's played. He's had good games. He just hasn't been consistent. I haven't seen much of anything from Godine. Much yeah. of anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, at Jay Foley Hoops. We got all our bad habits out of our system tonight, so we are ready for ACC play. Look, this happens, and this is a team that's known for that type of stuff happening. Now, I don't think it's going to be consistent this year, but um, get ready for ACC play because I think we're going to surprise some people sometimes, and we're all going to be super frustrated at times. But, you know, all of us are really healthy coming into ACC play. No cardiac cues games, right? So we haven't, no, yeah. we haven't had any minutes taken off our lives as, as far as SU goes. Been pretty laid back. We pretty much knew we were going to win, and we pretty much knew when we were going to lose. So right. um, it's going to be – it's still going to be fun. You know, like Joe kind of said, kind of what you see is what you get until it changes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> right? Oh, yeah. So, and right. And then last year, well, after non-conference, we were 9-4. and four. And everyone was kind of like, uh-oh, you know, what are we going to do? NIT team, this, this, and that. And ACC uh, play starts. And we go 7-3, and three, first 10 games, something like that, in ACC play. I mean, we went five We went five out of the first six. I mean, so, again, this, is, this happened last year. We're in one game less of a spot last year than we were this year and like you said just just be prepared because the cardiac cues is coming for sure <laughs> yeah exactly. probably it could probably, be this weekend probably to probably to a town <laughs> near you on saturday <laughs> yeah it could be this weekend exactly at gplat7 elijah hughes proved once again why he is one of the best players in the land but why is dolajai so afraid to take a shot he and gerard need to be much more aggressive in acc play good luck guys um Hughes is an animal. Enjoy him while he's here. I really hope uh, he doesn't get the NBA itch, but it's so hard to avoid for a kid <laughs> that age. Um, it's yeah. so hard to avoid, and you just got money signs rolling in the back of your head. But mm. um, beside that, enjoy him while he's here. Dollar's Eye, we, t- we hit that up. He needs it's confidence with Dollar's Eye. If he starts making them, he'll make them. If he starts missing, forget it. He's not yep. going to shoot anymore. And in, in teams, opposing teams, know that. Um, obviously, they're going to scout that. That's easy. Um, and then and Gerard, I feel like, plays pretty aggressive most of the time. He's just got to make his shots. And it's not like yeah. he's taking bad shots. They just got to go down. How many has he had that have gone like halfway in and, and just come out? Yeah, he's know? not missing far. No, he's not. He's not. Um, so, anyways, um, that'll wrap that up look we appreciate um everybody look i know it's not a ton of fun to go on social media and comment on a game like niagara 
So I'm 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 being very serious when I say <laughs> we appreciate it because yeah. without without these few comments that we get, um, and I didn't. You know, I just picked the ones that were that were the best. But uh, without these, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got jack. Hey, this would have been a good one for people to take advantage of it and do some say some funny stuff, and you know, because they probably would have got on the show. That's true. That's true. See, some people's humor is beyond this show's. Well, they have to understand spectrum. that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, and we, anyway, and we can bleep and kind of. Oh sure, we can. I mean, right? look. I, I used to read the Manscaped ads and stuff like that. Do you think those ads came through the way they wanted me to say them? Because they didn't. I can guarantee, <laughs> I can guarantee you that right now. I actually cleaned those up, uh, believe it or not. Um, and, and, and the same goes for Blue Chew, which is still with us here. But right now, I want to take a moment to tell you about my bookie past, present, and future. My bookie players, look... If you have researched and you know what you're getting into, go ahead, head over to MyBookie uh, and sign up today. We got the offer still going on. It doesn't matter whether you're experienced, whether you're a first-timer, it doesn't matter. Go to MyBookie to play. If you have any type of questions at all, don't worry about it. MyBookie's patient. Customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is if you join now, you could take advantage of this great offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag. And make your first deposit with the promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart that bankroll. That's MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code CHAIR, and then MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar from $1 to $1,000, folks. Max it out. Well, no, probably not a great idea. Look. (laughs) (laughs) I I say this as someone who has really not had much luck, but... (laughs) I'll throw a 50 spot in once in a while when the wife gives me the thumbs up. So, hey, throw the 50 in, get 100 all together. Now, again, mybookie.ag. Thank you, mybookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, Notre Dame will come into the Dome on Saturday, Joe, looking for their first ACC win. They are 0-2 in ACC with losses against North Carolina and BC. The all-time series between Notre Dame and Syracuse sits at 29-21 in favor of the Orange. Notre Dame, as many of you know, an old Big East foe. Coach Beheim, uh has has gotten the edge on the past three coaches, 3-2 and against Duggar Phelps, 5-4 and against John McLeod, and... Uh, 17 and eight against Mike Bray. I would not have guessed Coach Beheim was 17 and eight versus Mike Bray. I thought it would I'd be much closer than that for some reason. Um, so yeah. so far this year, the Fighting Irish is led by um, led in scoring and rebounding by six nine two hundred and forty five pound senior uh, forward John Mooney. He's averaging a double double a game with fourteen point nine points and thirteen point five rebounds. Um, and if you already didn't know he's probably, you know, he's the poster boy for Syracuse may struggle. I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying so. Uh, six, 385 pound senior guard, TJ Gibbs. We all know that name. He follows him up in points per game with 12.3 as a team. They shoot 42.1 from the field, 70.1 from the free throw line and 33.8 from distance, Joe, but the game, the real game, um, you know, the fall, the fall game could be come into play here, but the, the real game is going to be in the paint down low. What is Syracuse going to be able to do with John Mooney? 
He's had seven consecutive double doubles, so I'm going to go ahead and say he's probably going to get eight. Um, he's led the team in rebounding for how many games did they play? Thirteen. He's led the team in rebounding twelve of thirteen games. Yeah, yeah. I don't. The thing is, is that game that he didn't lead the team um, against Presbyterian. He didn't play in. Oh, well, there so, you go. There you go. Right. So. So he's led in every game he's played in. Right. Yeah. Um, so the thing with Notre Dame, again, it's uh, one of those things where you really don't know where they are. Uh, when you look at their... Not an impressive look, resume. They don't have solid... Well, they, they lost a lot of the, the big games they had. They lost uh, at North Carolina, lost at Maryland, lost the neutral court game against Indiana. They lost. And um, they lost the home game by one point to Boston College, which was the other uh, ACC loss that they had. And Boston College isn't really supposed to be... If you remember, they're supposed to be kind of in the bottom of the barrel ACC team. Uh, and they do have a game to win against UCLA, but UCLA, uh, they struggled a little a, bit. They just, yeah. I think they just lost to Cal State Fullerton last night. Uh, they lost to Hofstra earlier in the year. UCLA isn't the UCLA of old. So, again, I think we're looking at another team like Notre Dame where we really don't know where they are compared to, you know, what their schedule and what their, their record looks like. Um, now, I know – when you look at Syracuse.com and they have their ACC power rankings in there, they have Notre Dame as the set number seven team. They have us as the number 11 team. But I know when you go to ESPN and look at the game cast, they have us as like 63 or 64% chance to win. Uh, when you look at the net rankings, right now we're 80th and they're 100th. And when you look even at Ken Palm, um, we are in the uh, 50s, 59, and they are 66. So when it comes to all these um, professional <laughs> websites that do all these analytics and stuff like that, um, Syracuse does look like the better team, even though they don't have as good a record. Uh, but compared to you know ACC, you know the ACC power rankings on Syracuse.com has us as a worse team. I don't know how much I'd put into that. So um, they have good they have good players. Uh, if you remember, they had they've been having some some they've had some injuries the past couple of years, and then I know that Fluger yeah, got Fluger, hurt. Yeah, right. So um, Fluger coming off the bench though now, right? Yeah, he's coming off the bench. They they play a, a solid seven every single every single game for the most part. But again, the things to worry about is the fact that they have seniors with experience, and they also have. Um, young players with experience as well. So when you look at the TJ Gibbs, um, he was another guy. He's one of their best, one of the uh, better scorers, the six, three guard. He's a senior. Uh, you already mentioned John Mooney, uh, six, nine, um, forward. He's a senior Rex Fluger, six, six, uh, guard. He's a senior. And, um, they have a six eleven forward, Juwan Durham, who's their other problem mm. down there. Yeah. And he's a senior. So four out of their seven are seniors. And then when you want to look at the other three main guys, you're looking at Dane Goodwin, a 6'6 guard, that's a sophomore, Prentice Hub, 6'3 guard, who's a sophomore, and Nate Lazuski. I don't know if you remember him or not from last year. I don't. Uh, he's a forward. A he's bell. a forward. He's 6'10. So you got the three sophomores that they got a lot of playing time last year on a team that wasn't that deep. So they have ACC experience and that's really their main seven. And when you, when you look at the height, you have a six, nine Mooney, a six, 10 Lazuski, a six, 11 Juwan Durham. Uh, that's, that's a problem. It's going to be a problem down low. Um, and the other thing too, is that I think all of them can shoot threes. 
think all of them have hit double digit threes this year, except for they possibly what Juwan. I, yeah, what I say they were, they weren't bad. They're they're shooting thirty three point eight percent from distance, so one of three. Yeah, just about every time. Yeah, right. And, and six out of the seven of them, basically everyone but Juwan Durham has hit at least double digit three pointers. So uh, they don't shoot the craziest high percentages, but. Um, I mean, Dane Goodwin shoots it at a 43% clip. Yeah, they actually ain't that bad. TJ Gibbs, 38. John Mooney, 34. Prentice Hubs, 35. So they got four main guys that shoot over 34% uh, from the three-point line. So, And again, um, with Mike Bray, he does know how to play. Obviously, I mean, Jim Boeheim knows how to play against him, too. He's he's got the the overall record. But uh, this isn't going to be a team that's going to lay down, and it's definitely not a guaranteed win. It just looks like a team that they— it's a matchup problem, too. So, you know, and that's kind of, I mean, in basketball, the matchups are everything. And we know where our weak spot is. And, you know, obviously, Notre Dame's going to know where our weak spot is. And if we can't stop it, they're just going to do it all game. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. And again, if they move the ball around, I I know that TJ Gibbs is is good enough. Prentice Hub, they're probably good enough to be able to penetrate with the dribble. It's 2-3 zone. And then they have big guys down low. Um if they do move the ball around and we, we squeeze in and, and they move the ball around the outside, they got almost everyone on the floor has got the green light to shoot an open three. And then what happens? Then they got the height to get that rebound, right? If they don't hit it. So again, um, we've seen this, this movie It's just, uh, how is it going to play out? Because I don't think that Notre Dame is as good as the teams that we've lost to this year. But I also do believe that Notre Dame is better than every, everybody that we've beaten. So yeah, I think it's fair assessment. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So this this would be if we could pull this off, this would be our biggest win if you had to gauge it. Even though, yeah, even though day, Notre Dame really just okay. In my eyes, they're just okay. But again, um, a team like them put together, uh, they didn't all play with each other last year. So I'm not gonna really, you know, I'm not gonna hold. <laughs> I'm not saying that they can't obviously gel together and become better as a team. I thought they were one of my dark horses in the beginning of the year when they said Rex Fluger was going to get another year. And I saw all those guys coming back and then the seniors they had with Mooney. Um, I thought that they were going to end up finishing top five in the ACC this year, especially looking at, um, you know, kind of how down the ACC is so far this year. So, yeah, well, 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 what do you think, Joe? What do you think? There's no odds out right now. No, there's no odds now. Uh, well, but let's just let's just get your opinion. Uh, how you think this plays out? I mean, look, you be just be honest. I think I, that, I'm a, I'm I think ma- that it's a close enough game for our fans to to turn to turn that table. It's a Saturday, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's Saturday at four o'clock. Saturday at four o'clock, right? So, um, first, well, you know. The third ACC game, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, we're, we're ACC, going, yeah, it's ACC from Full here swing. on out, Full and um, and I think that realistically, they are going to be John John Mooney. He'll he'll have his double double. There'll be some guys that shoot some threes. They're going to get some rebounds and stuff like that. But uh, realistically, um, I think that a lot of it comes down to obviously it's going to be our shooting number one. But I think that this is a game that our fans can kind of overwhelm them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? 
if that makes sense. I know that it, I know that it happens. Like yeah. there's times, you know, you get, get thirty thousand people in there screaming, and sometimes I mean, we just mess teams up. Yeah, right? it's, yeah, especially in the beginning of the game, right? Right in the beginning, right. You're up there, so clapping. And based based upon everything that's been going on this year with the, I don't want to say the lack of attendance or the this isn't that, but it just hasn't looked. Hasn't looked like normal, you know. No, it, ha- the stu- it hasn't. The stuff with the students and everything like that. It's just I want to. I want to get back to the way it was. Notre Dame, you know, we got a the old an old Big East rival coming in. You know, we play them all the time. Uh, Are students back this week? This that weekend? They'll be back that, that weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So again, it's it's one of those things where it's time. Yeah, it's time, and I, week, I think look, I think important. Th- go ahead. You think you think what? Well, it's just a, like I said, the fans don't really understand how how much they 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 can help. So, no, and I too think cynical that, to realize it. Some of them. Well, right, but it's both, right? Well, yeah. When the when the players when they have, I mean, it's like when you're out on the court and fans are being quiet or this is and like you're out there like they're with you. You know what I mean? Like you guys are all you're all supposed to be there together as like a one you know working yeah, you- with each other type thing, right? So like when the fans aren't reacting or the fans don't show up or this, this and that, then that can make the team or players feel some sort of way, right? Like yeah. oh man, we're not doing good enough. We're not that. We're not puts more pressure on them. Right. You're not you playing at this. You have a crowd. You have a loud house <laughs> filled with people cheering. They know that you 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 got their back. They know that you're supporting them and you're there to make that that day and that game is loud and as hard as that opponent for that opponent. Right. I mean, so there's a completely different mentality switch. If you get a good crowd, there. sure. And you're not playing at the senior home. You're playing at the carrier dome. So yeah, well, (laughs) sometimes sometimes you can't tell the difference. Mm. (laughs) Exactly. So anyway, all right, well, look, so, um, you know, it's going to be, I don't know what to think, man. I I don't know what to think either. But this game, this game, if we could pull this game off, this would be a huge confidence booster going into conference play. And, and, and you know, if we lose this game, it's it's going to suck. It's going to suck. Because well, obviously. I, I mean, I'm just saying I don't want to be like, oh, well, it's over. That's it. Because it's not. But you're climbing out of a hole early. And you don't want to climb out of a hole early. I want to at least, no, no. you know. Get I up. definitely would be this nice is a home to start game. ACC play the way that we did last year without a doubt. Yeah, you don't want to blow a home game either. You don't want to lose this game at home. This will be not, this could be, this could turn out to be a, <laughs> if we lose this game at home, this could turn out to be a really, it could turn out to be a bad loss at the end of the year. So. Well, and yeah, and especially if the fans do show up and they actually do do their part. And the next thing you know, we lose. And now we're eight and six. And maybe that might that might not get certain people back to the next game. Right. Eight and six. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, well, look, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Don't forget to go back and check out the football 2019 yes. season wrap up 2020 uh, recruiting class preview. It's all in one episode. We should have probably done two, but um, to be honest with you, we finished it so late. I was just so lazy. I didn't want to split it up. We recorded it in one night. I figured we'd put it out as one episode. So anyway, it was two different recordings, but it was back to back. So anyway, um, that is all for us. I want to thank my bookie. I want to thank Blue Chew. I want to thank all of you who participate in fan feedback. All of you, obviously, who listen, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you do that at. We appreciate it. Uh, Thanks to James on guitar. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.